0: You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires women to be the driver in their own life through the life and stories of black women with drive. And I'm your host, Shirley McAlpine. I'm a business consultant, an executive coach, and a leadership facilitator, working with people and organizations to live their lives by design and not default. Welcome back to another episode of She's Got Drive. And we return to part two with the episode of Nikki Bethel who's the SVP of talent management at HBO you know we had that wonderful conversation so you know if you listen to last week's episode then you know this is part two if you didn't listen to last week's episode and this is the first time you're listening then you can listen to this one and go back to the last one it's fine Um, but it's such a lovely conversation it was a rich conversation so I split it into because it was because otherwise it'd been a long episode. But before we dive into part two of that conversation, I wanted to share what's been driving me this week. So what's been driving me this week is I'm at this stage, and so we're heading into March this week. I'm at the stage in my work. I'm really in the depths of my work. I've got an abundance of work, which I'm so grateful for, and I'm finding the challenge of the balance of delivering the work that I've got. This is the challenge of an entrepreneur. Delivering the work that I've got right now to the clients that I've got right now and then with, balance that with, the development that I need to be doing and want to be doing in my business and in She's Got Drive. You know, so, which I include in my business actually. is like, it's work. It's my work. And so, that's the that's the balance, you know, so you have to do deal with the work that's in front of you. Always, you know, with our, with the clients. But how am I gonna create the space to continue to do the development work? Now planning, this is what I know from my experience, thirty years of working, twenty years being an entrepreneur, what I know is planning is like seventy percent of my success. Setting my goals is include. I including that goal setting, getting the activities under each goals, thinking through exactly what I need to do to execute. It's like seventy percent of producing the result, and then you go to execution. And if I don't do spend enough time focusing on that, then I know that the execution is going to be flawed. So finding the space to do that work and do the learning that I need to, that you know, because I'm always entering into new realms is what's driving me i have to say sometimes driving me crazy this week but it is one of the challenges you know because i i love doing the work that i'm doing and i also want to expand the work that i'm doing so i've got some things on the horizon in terms of that's connected to she's got drive but some of the other built you know making connections with the work that i'm doing so i'm excited about it but it is the thing that's driving me this week is getting the balance between the current and the future. And I came across through a friend um, speaking to me about this um, guy called Gary, um, Gary V on Instagram. I might be late to the party. I know lots of people, there's only like 5.2 million people already following him, but I'm late to the party. But I was coming across one of his videos and someone asked a question. He was doing some event and someone asked a question of him. So the question that someone posed him was, what's the return on investment? In not giving a FUCK and being un- unapologetically yourself. You know what he said? Speed. He said, Speed. When, when you are not concerned about other people's opinions, assessments, and judgments, when you're not spending any time worrying, you're spending time on executing. So if you're not worried dwelling on what other people think about your, what you're doing, then you're in execution mode. So I'm always looking for how I can get smarter at what I'm doing. And this is one of the, this is like, had an opening for me, it's like, oh, what a powerful insight. When I'm in development, when I'm creating something new, when I am expanding my business, in whatever way, and this could be on anything, anything going into new territory, I do stop and think, what will people think? Is this a good idea? What if people think it's a crap idea? You know, what if this goes wrong? What, you know, there's so many things. The worrying well opens up and I jump in. And so I thought, what if I stopped the worry in that area of development? I wonder how much time I would save and if I spent all that time on execution of the area of development, what if I really eradicated the worrying well in my development area of my business? I, I notice I don't have that when it's in the space of the work that I know to do, the work that I'm confident doing, the work I'm already doing with my clients, you know, is the worry world doesn't sit there at all I'm confident I show up, I use my wisdom I'm clear I got on with it I'm just in go, but the wiry well shows up very much so in the areas of when I'm in development and I stop and I pause and I think and i now I get through the worry well obviously because you know I get to produce the results that I'm producing but so this is what I'm doing i'm taking on I'm taking on for the next. So let's start with two weeks. I wanted to do a month, but let's start with two weeks of eradicating the worry well in the areas that I'm focusing on for the developing parts of my business. And I'll see what shows up. So that's my powerful insight this week. Thank you to my friend Hope for sharing that with me. And um, let's see what other words of wisdom Gary V has in store. I know, as I said, I'm late to the party, but at least I arrived. And so um, I'm going to be taking that on uh, this week. OK, so before we again, I want to remind you to rate and review the show. I ask you every week and because it, it's so important. You know, if you're getting value out of the show, head over to iTunes and search. You know, you, you can do it from your app, your podcast app and rate and review the show. If you're if you're not listening on, um, on an iPhone or an it then head into your browser and go and rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to growing the show. And the other thing is you're getting value. Give it away, share, 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 share the show. Find two or three people who you love, care about, who you think is gonna really benefit from listening to the show and share it. Share the show, share She's Got Drive. And thank you for everyone who really regularly listens to the show and supports the show. And it's really growing beautifully. So I'm really, really happy about that. Thank you so much for being one of our listeners and for supporting the show in the way that you do. The other thing I want to remind you of is, you know, just like I said, like planning, goal setting is 70% of producing results in my experience of not just myself, but working with many, many, many people. Before you can execute, you need to know what you're doing. So plan your work and then work your plan was an old saying back in the day, and it still applies today. And one of the things that helps is goal setting. That's why I produce your goalkeeper um, PDF. You can still download that. Head over to shirleymcalpine.com forward forward slash goalkeeper. That's shirleymcalpine.com forward slash goalkeeper and download your free PDF that helps you, guides you through creating goals for areas of your life that you care about, that you want to produce a breakthrough in this year. You do not have to um think that you can only do that in January or February. There isn't any point in the year you can start to create and cause your life. So it's available to you. I'm um, getting good feedback on it as well. People finding it helpful. So head over to shirleymccalpine.com forward slash Goalkeeper to download your free PDF on how to set goals in the area of your life. So last week's episode, we talked about our mothers and uh, we shared about the loss of our mothers and the impact that it's had on us. We talked about, um, you know, how the impact of grieving over time and our shifting relationship to our mothers as they've passed away and our ancestors. We talked about. You know, working, choosing work environments that really meet who you are. And so if you get more of a match of the working environment, then you're more likely to bring yourself to that environment or more of yourself to that environment. We talked about what it's like to be a working mum and understanding our mothers as a result of as we age. We talked about communication and m- in marriage and the power of communication in our in marriage I- in our marriage, and particularly Nikki sharing about what her and her husband have done and do. Um some really great, great quotes came out of that as well, really great powerful insights in that. And where we started to get into was before as we came to the end of the last week, was how we can Increase our own self-awareness about how we show up, where we show up, where we're comfortable, when we're uncomfortable. And, and what is it that's going on in our environments that make us uncomfortable? What are the things that are the sources of our triggers? And how we can understand and increase our understanding of self. And if we increase our understanding of ourselves, we can start to manage those places where we might feel less than. In those spaces, and so we we ended there really we ended at the point where we're uncovering our triggers and understanding ourselves thinking about where we could be more effective but also one of the key places where we lose our power if you like is when the good old good old friend the imposter syndrome shows up and what impact that has on us so we started to have a conversation about that and that's where we pick up this interview. So I always kind of come out of client meetings, client engagements, any contact, and I think, oh, how did that go? You know, it's just kind of like a thing that I do. How did I go? Who was I? How did I show up?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did I feel? And um, one of the things that if I think over the years that I've been, I worked on for myself, I mean, we all have the imposter syndrome. I mean, oh my God. I blah, right? And, but it's <laughs> where the imposter syndrome shows up, you know? So. for me, Mm -hmm. if it's like someone who's like been a CEO of a, uh, doesn't have to be a a large um, corporate or anything, but you know, if it was one of those or someone who's been really has done phenomenal work in the world, you know, heading up an organisation that's like leading change and you know, there's someone like that. If I'm sitting in a room with someone like that, those are the moments I think, who am I? Why did I get here? What Why are you talking to me? What have I got to offer? You know, I start to have yes. that noise. Yes. And then um, recently I was sitting in a room with someone like that who had, who'd worked with many leaders and blah, blah, global leaders who we would know the names mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I had this moment, I think there is none of that happening with me right now. There is none of that happening with me right now. I'm totally just being with this person. I'm so present present with Mm -hmm. this person. As I left the thought, I, that's my evolution. That's my evolution. Now you can stick me in a room with someone else. Maybe I might, the imposter syndrome might arise, but I can see my own evolution. And then when we come back, we may come full Uh circle to my age. You know, some of that has come with Uh me owning that the wisdom of my years, you know? So when people say to me in the past, people have always said to me, you don't look your age, you know? So that's been like a common conversation. Yeah. And before I would say, depending on cause I was like, oh, you know, I'm young, I'm, yeah, I'm young, free and blah. But now I'm just like, i want people to know, to know. Because I want them to know the wisdom that comes with my age. Yeah. And so if you, yeah you put me somewhere else then i don't it you changes. don't you change right yeah, and it's changes. been a journey so i'm sure right so then i and i want i own that and but that's been my journey to own my own wisdom yeah. and i've got many more to come you know but to own my own wisdom and from that place mm. along with the knowing that i'm not alone
1: no that's right
0: knowing that my ancestors arrive with me wherever I am. And that's a new thing to own that in that way. I haven't, I haven't fully, like, had that. You know, when people, when I say my Angelou and that talk about yes. that, I think,
1: what are you talking about? We talking I was about? like, Maya, if you don't speak on that, because that's where that strength comes from. Right. In those moments where you're just like, how, how, how can I? How will I? How am I? Where does that strength come from? That's a higher. That's a whole They're other energy. They all behind. Uh, they all all re- of you us on pushing you when you're like right. You know what's that? What's the um footprints? The poem about when you're at your worst and you're wondering where the hell God is, and then you find out it was He who right. was carrying you. Those were not the your. Lord. Hello. Amen. Yeah. Right. Two footprints turned into one. Yeah. You're not alone. He was carrying you. That's what I'm hearing from you, and why I have the chills. That's what Maya meant. That's what you're saying.
0: Yeah. We don't mess with that, we don't mess with that. If you can lean, there's so many, I could, there's other pieces of work. One of the pieces of work that I do is constellation work, and not the stars, Mm -hmm. it's um, rooted in our, our family systems, understanding what is it about, what have we learned from our family systems? What have we learned from our organizational systems? that have informed who we are today that can get in the way of who we are some of the family systemic patterns right as well as has helps our success right and in one of the exercises that we've did when i was being trained we we lined up the women who were in the group in the order of age one behind the other and we had one hand on the shoulder of the one in front of us. So the eldest one first, Mm. and then in -hmm. the order, so the youngest one Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. behind, because in the order of, the order in which they arrived on the planet is the order, okay? And the energy Mm. that you felt, Mm. that the person at the back still felt energy, Behind her, even though there wasn't anyone physically standing there. Mm. Now, for some people, they're like, well, what are you talking about? Mm. No.
1: But it's I got totally it there. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's totally there. If we and like so our ability to lean, like to just to
1: lean back. Lean back. So woo, the next book. <laughs> <laughs> OK, girlfriend needs to be lean back because I think for sisters. There's a whole different mantra that we need to. Oh. Okay. Don't get because I we could be here. We could be here <laughs> all day. Dude. I am. I when I say lean in, my lean in looks very different than their lean in.
0: Yeah. What does your lean in look like? So what's the?
1: Yeah. My lean in is still composed. Hmm. I don't have the luxury nor the liberty of leaning all the way in with every community here in the spirit of development. Right. And so because I realize the package that I come in, because I realize that I'm an extrovert and I, I have high energy, I'm opinionated, I have a point of view, I'm thoughtful about my delivery and messages, but I'm still delivering the message. Mm-hmm. That looks very different for a woman of color right. than it does for some of my female, my white female counterparts, right. and I'm clear about that. So, and my whether tone,
0: and whether mm-hmm. you like it or not, mm-hmm. that's what's so. See, so you know when pe- we can go into that it shouldn't be and blah blah blah. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It uh, you know it should be different,
1: but it's not. There's the perception, right, and then there's the reality, right. And I am clear that part of my job, as much as I can bring me to work, and this is the closest to 100%, I believe that we have to have allies. I believe that we have to have uh, definitely white women. Uh, I'm gonna just break this down a few Mm -hmm. ways. I I believe I needed to have sponsors Mm -hmm. and advocates and allies who lived in different communities, that lived in different communities Mm -hmm. so that I could be thoughtful about how I was showing up. Right. And you need to build trust with people, back to what we were talking about earlier, in order for, for you to effectively, that's the word I'm looking for, lean in. Right. So when I joke and say somebody needs to write a book for sisters, that's really lean back. Yeah. Twofold. To to endear the analogy you just used around the ancestors.
0: Yeah.
1: Lean back on the ancestors. Because in our leaning forward, depending depending on the package you're in, depending on your energy, depending on the company culture, all all of the depends, Mm -hmm. right? Dot dot dot. You have to adjust your one hundred percent. It's like Tune into the frequency.
0: Yeah, That's or, really yeah. what I'm saying,
1: right? Tune into the frequency. Figure out the temperature of the room you're in. Is this the time for me to push or pull? Right. Is this the time for me to lean in in the way that I'd like to lean in? Or does this call for me to kind of be cool fool? <laughs> be easy, fall back. Right. So when I get excited in a meeting, I'm clear that my excitement can sometimes show up as aggressive and that if I get passionate, Mm -hmm. I recognize that, especially considering the subject, that could look very self-serving. It can appear that I'm not open, I can't hear.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm just passionate about a perspective, a point of view. But depending on how I show up around it, I can either shut the room down or I can endear people to engage with me. Yes. And I've had to learn how to take my big personality and get small. I've been taught to be a leader. I've been developed to be one. I I continually have people pouring into me, but I'm clear that I need the full 360. I need white male sponsors. I need white women sponsors. I need to be close to my Asian colleagues to appreciate the experiences that they're having here. I need to be able to connect with my LGBTQ community here regardless as to where you may be on that spectrum. Mm -hmm. You need to know that in my group, in my area where we do development, that's for everybody. Right. And you need to know that there are sensitivities to conversations that are had here for a variety of reasons because of the packages we come in. Exactly. And to be able to say that out loud in a very real way it's necessary that we be bold about that because we're not cookie cutter. And we don't all show up the same way. And we all bring what we said earlier, we bring our shit to the table. We don't have a choice but to. So when you can get trust in a company culture where we're 2300 employees here, there's the culture that's set by senior leaders, Mm -hmm. and then there's the climate that people feel in their departments, which doesn't necessarily have to reflect the larger company culture. Where do people go to talk about the fact that they're having different experiences Mm -hmm. here? That means that I have to show up in a place that I can be accepting of all.
0: So they could come and share that. Yes. Right. Right.
1: Meanwhile, back at the ranch, (laughs) there are some here who feel like I'm just here for them. So I always walk a fine line Mm. and I I don't think I'm alone in
0: that.
1: I walk a fine line between as some would say, ride or die, for whom? For whom? We're still in a company culture, but I can't take off the fact that I'm black. I can't take off my boobies, so I'm a woman, right? (laughs) I mean, I know these days, you know, you can buy them. (laughs) But I'm old school, these are homegrown. I can't take that off when I walk into a room. So I'm an advocate for women, because I should be because I I live in the body of one
0: and I know what that
1: struggle is like. I'm also a woman of color. So then I identify with other women of color. You don't have to just be me. But I identify that sometimes we may very well have a different experience than that of our counterparts. Right. But I also need to get next to my white sisters and appreciate that I need them to understand the struggle. And how do you get them to understand the struggle if you don't get next to them? Yes. So the whole idea of like, who I'm here for. I'm here for everybody. I'm here for who wants to be, who needs to be had is who I'm here for. Right, right. But I struggled with that early in my career around how much time do I dedicate? How much do I give of myself? Because I'm naturally, I come from a school of mentorship. I've been mentored, I, men- I give myself mm-hmm. to others, people have poured into me, I-, I pay it forward, I lift as I climb. And that struggle is real around, you know, questioning one's blackness. Yeah, this is another,
0: yeah, that's another. Right, so
1: when I struggle with my communities, plural, all the while, I have to remain true to me. And that goes back to the home front. If those values aren't right at home, if that foundation isn't right at home, then you'll be a hot mess in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Right, it's just transferring one energy from one place to another. What What are you tethered to? What roots you? I was well-rooted before I came to HBO. So then I was able to give of myself even more. I wouldn't have been able to do that in the financial industry because I wasn't sure of me and in that setting. Back to your point, depending on the setting. Yeah. I enjoyed the networking, but not the culture, which is why I've been here for 16 years. If they didn't promote me, I don't know that I would've stayed. I, don't, I mean, you know, seriously, HBO, I got here and within five months, they promoted me into the next role, which ironically, back to divine intervention and Celestine Prophecy and your steps of order, nothing is an accident, nor is it by happenstance. I had just broken up with a boyfriend. My boss didn't know that. Been here for five months. Not anywhere near depressed, just sad. Mm-hmm. But I compartmentalize things. She would have never have known if not for me sharing it. Not even two, three months later, she tells me, remember when we interviewed, there was a position that you were interested in and someone was in that role. Well, that person is leaving to go to B-School and I'd like to offer that position to you. And I remember my immediate reaction being like, "But I just got here. Mm. I'm a relationship builder. I just got here. And even though it had only been five months, I was building relationships. And now I'm feeling right. But there were people who were here before me. And, you know, peers talk. Right. So I, five months in, you know, I knew everything about everybody because I can party in a paper bag by myself. <laughs> so I knew everything about everyone and was building relationships. And my manager was saying to me, this position is yours. And I had one moment, one moment of, are you sure? She said to me, are you sure? I'm offering you an opportunity, and either you want it or you don't. And if you're more worried about what other people think or the fact that there were other people here before you, I'm presenting you with the opportunity. What are you going to do? Basically, like, shit will get off the pot. Right. Oh, and I quickly figured out from my experience in the financial industry (laughs) where I'd fallen and scraped my knee a few times over, and thank God for mentors and sponsors... (laughs) So now it's like, oh, I'm doing this differently at HBO. I I learned my lessons. Thank you, God. I see you clearly. (laughs) Right? Oh, no, I want the opportunity. (laughs) Two years later, actually a year and a half, she says to me, so I'm going to be leaving the organization, and um, you wouldn't have known this, but you're my successor. Wow. Wow. But I've only been here a year and a half? Going on two years? She was like, so we have about two months to transition. I will pour into you. She was like, I will set you up for success. And she did. I was in that role two years maybe. Another manager, sponsor, mentor says mm-hmm. to me, I want to preserve your energy. I don't want you to burn out. I, ha- I happen to be on a team that we just, we give, we give, we give, we give, we give. I often ask within the HR community, who takes care of the caretaker?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember him saying to me, I wanna preserve you, the relationships that you've built. When people go, when you go out on vacation, they don't wanna talk to anyone else, they'll wait until you come back. And part of my reputation, I had been called the feedback queen. Because our company culture, we're such a family here. Mm -hmm. It started out as a mom and pop shop, and in many ways, 2,300 employees, were still very intimate. It's very um, white glove service. Mm -hmm. There's a... There's a cadence, there's a relationship, there's a connectedness. We really do operate like a family, you know. At times, (laughs) much to our dismay. But be that as it may, if you know that coming in here, and you realize that you have sponsors and advocates that you that you know of, and then that you don't know of. Mm -hmm. But the lesson in that is someone's always watching you, which means you always need to be on your A game, even when you don't think someone's watching. They They
0: always watching. I have women ask
1: me about, about all sorts of things, things that I'd said like three years ago that they remembered that they come back and quote. And I'm like, whoa. Oh. But you begin to feel like you're listening to me. Mm-hmm. I'm able to influence you. I don't have an agenda. I think people quickly realize that. I'm probably too honest. I'm probably too transparent. I lead with my heart and my head. I always have, even Mm -hmm. when it gets me into trouble. So there is something special about HBO. There's something special about the time that I joined the company. There's something special about, with each promotion, there were personal things happening in my personal life. I was getting married when I got promoted to VP. I remember my boss saying to me, the same boss who promoted me right before, do you want the announcement to go out now or when you come back? And I was kind of like, oh, it's my choice well, let's do this before I go so that I like I don't have this hanging over my head and then do it when I he was like, okay, great. And then I remember getting pregnant. He promoted me to SVP and he said, you know, do you wanna announce this before you go out on maternity leave or when you come back? And I was like, damn, like, look how God works. I'm happy here, like genuinely yeah. happy. I love my job, I love my team, I love the, the work. I talked to girlfriends of mine who, you may get two out of three, but you don't get all. You love your boss and your team and the people who work for you, and your peers. Like this isn't work many days for me. It's like I'm 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 living my passion. Mm. So then in thirteen, to get promoted to SVP, to be pregnant, but then my mom dies. Mm. So you so you feel me right? Like there's a journey here. And she's been with me and my dad this entire journey. They're like my rock one and rock two. Technically I have three rocks because my biological father died in 2001. Okay. So he was already an angel. So I've had two dads. So when we talk about even like male sponsors, male Mm. relationships, healthy relationships with your father is plural. All that started at home for me. So to come to work or to be in a healthy marriage I deserve that. Yes. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I've worked hard on me, and I am not perfect.
0: No. Right? No. No, no one gets the perfection. No, no one and gets that and badge. I, and I
1: don't want to be. That's a bar too that hard. I don't even know that I want to meet, much less jump over. Too much pressure. It's, it's like a little bit of the, can we have it all? I actually believe we can. Just maybe not at the same time.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. So yeah, God has. But a you have way of a working. But you know that. Can you have it? But you can have a lot. Well, I think you can have it all. I think. I just think it's. I think the pressure comes from at the same time. Right. Right. Like, what does having it all mean? Yeah. Multiple I. Degrees, I was gonna. Like, yeah. What married, does it mean? Having children. Yeah. Having a mate that you that you love and adore. Not working, working, like there are so many different definitions Mm -hmm. for what that could be for most. That for me, I'm living my best life, right? I'm not waiting to. I've stopped, I stopped that a long time ago when people started dying around me. I went to nine funerals in 2013. Oh my God. Mostly, I want to say elders, but to me, not elders because they were young in Mm -hmm. their 70s it's a little unfair that my family looks so good the elders look fierce and fabulous men and women and you you can do a number on yourself thinking that they're going to be here for forever because Mm -hmm. they just my family parties like we work hard and we party harder Mm -hmm. my house is known as club 250 that's the address it's (laughs) club 250 we have stationery, right like we have napkins (laughs) like we turn up we work hard and we believe that you should you should play and and enjoy the fruits of your labor and yeah nine funerals in 2013 did a number on me just in the spirit of how unfair back to being selfish how unfair God but you got to see your elders for this long right so that's when you stop being selfish and you take a step back and you say okay clearly there's a plan Mm
0: -hmm.
1: there's a plan and I may not necessarily know what's around the bend but I'm okay with that Cause I'm not in control. It's the other thing I keep realizing quickly is that what am I in control over? Mm. Right? I'm on, I'm in control of me. I'm in control of me and how I respond to things. Exactly. But that's about it.
0: You can create, there'll be circumstances that happen outside of your control, but what, how are and you, you going to be, who are you, you know, going to be? My mother
1: used to say, worry is interest paying on a debt that hasn't been collected. <laughs> right? Break that down, break that down. Who gives away money? <laughs> Who gives away money? You know the other thing she used to tell me: Don't let people live rent free in your head. Forgive yourself. Yeah, I'm still learning that. I'm I already admitted I'm not perfect. I'll say that until I'm blue in the face. I'm working on forgiveness. Mm. Admittedly. Yeah. Admittedly, that's if, if a, I that's... love you hard, and in some cases, like hard hard on that d and then you hurt me oh you could forget about it. mm. it's as if you don't exist and i can be just as cordial and just as kind but if we had a relationship prior to you feel it mm. i should work on that right like i have to continue to evolve around that and i find that the evolving for me is the killing them with kindness Until I have forgiven myself.
0: Right. Well, the forgiveness is about, as your mom, is about freeing yourself.
1: Not allowing people to live rent-free in your head. Would I allow you to live rent-free in my brownstone? No.
0: Right. So that's the thing. It's that you carry, (laughs) that's the thing about I'm carrying the hurt. You carry it.
1: Mm -hmm. Back to hurt people, hurt people. Which is why I love therapy. Right? Look how it all comes back full circle. Yeah. Therapy is healthy and in our communities
0: yeah it does it happen you know, I really that don't even know
1: where that started I mean, I'm sure a book has been written about it. There's probably a docu about in the black community in the Caribbean communities mm-hmm. right What is it about therapy that we shun the experience We yeah. speak negatively? It's well, the thing is you've taken it
0: outside of the family I mean that's one of the things, isn't it therapy is you 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 bring in an outsider to share your intimate um business basically and you don't you don't share your business outside don't we trust our pastors unless it's faith-based historically right Mm. you know so if it's faith-based we've been raised that we can seek reconciliation because the faith is what's but it's in order to isn't it i'm sharing with you in order for you to absolve me from my sins or in order for you to help me get me through from, through my, using my faith. That's not the same with therapy. They don't get it. It's like, I don't get it. Why, why are you talking to some stranger about, you know, you don't take your business outside. And so So I think that's the, So you hold on so much trauma in our communities (laughs) that's being held. We rot from the inside when we
1: don't, when we don't heal. It's toxic. And I think so many of us are angry. We have, a, we're ang- we have a lot to be angry about. We have a about. lot to be angry about. about to be, to yeah, there, without a doubt. We've got but, a lot. I however, I don't have the luxury. I'm angry too. So if, then shit, if that's the case, I'm angry too.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't have the luxury of falling into my anger. How is that going to help me? Right. right. It's only going to make me bitter and exactly. not effective. I want to be effective at home. I want to be effective at the Thanksgiving dinner table when relatives talk about you know politicians (laughs) i want to be able to stay present (laughs) i have to keep my ears on i have to stay committed how do you learn those things if we don't practice how do you learn those things and you know the other thing back to a little bit of therapy sometimes we need to be told about our ish yes okay and sometimes you need a neutral party to do so because we've built up all of these excuses. I was going to say reasons, but let's just really peel back the onion. We build up these excuses around why we can't hear things. I can't take that in. Is it because it's true? And is it because you won't know what to do with it once you Once it? you
0: it? Well, the Which thing is, is, the is once, what, that's it. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. You
1: can't not.
0: And then you got to do something about it.
1: Which, if I, I know that's controversial.
0: Which is the which We're is not the all struggle, the work. right? It's
1: too it's too hard. And it is it's hard. It's easier to and just it, live in the anger. It's easier it's to give in to the anger, but it's really not actually. It's much harder
0: to stay in it.
1: To stay in the yes.
0: anger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's many much of harder. us have
1: work to do. I still have work to do, and we are in the business of doing. <laughs>
0: The work right well the thing is is that i think one of the things about being in in the business of development and all of that is to understand there's never a point where of arrival
1: never
0: there's and never a point there, of arrival and when me. there are people who say I'm, i mean not like i haven't met a lot of people in the development space who like really literally think that they've done it's, their work is done and that's all ego completely right so it it i stand in that there's always something to to learn about myself mm-hmm. and about who I and 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 every year I want to be doing, I'm actively looking at who do I
1: mm-hmm.
0: want to be, how do I want to expand myself, who what, what what am I working on.
1: But that goes back to in those moments, you're paying attention only to your third eye around what you should be doing relative to what you are doing, right? If you don't have those moments of self reflection, right, where we have to go inward, how many of us go inward if we've not taught? Talk- if we've not been
0: taught to, we don't know what People that don't looks know. like. Yeah. Or oh, they then, don't know... How, also, yeah, what does it look like to go in? What, what does, does it look like to explore self? What does it look like to learn and discover yourself? Mm-hmm. What is it look, And how does that translate into your everyday life anyway? So even once I have an insight, then how what? do I turn that insight into something in action? And so that's the beauty of things like therapy, coaching, interventions, well, programs, training, that we as we could do more of, yeah. and why this podcast, in fact, because, you know, I has, my work is one-to-one, one-to-small group, one-to, over the span of 30 years. And it's like, how do we have a wider conversation? And I know that I'm not the only one, there's lots of people having conversations sure. around, sure. Um, you know, Oprah's Soul, mm-hmm. Super Soul Sundays, and mm-hmm. her, her the conversations with the people, those, these quote-unquote gurus mm-hmm. that we, that um, she presents us with. Uh, how do we do that in a way where the focus for me is around black women collectively looking and seeing that whilst we on there's not enough of us at mm-hmm. seniors but in senior spaces, this mm-hmm. is still true but the but we have agency in changing that for ourselves, Absolutely. at least at the individual level mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Then, and, all the one. and then and then. There's a collective. Mm -hmm. I've worked so many years with organisations looking at D&I and equality and all of that and how do we shift the culture. Mm -hmm. But it's like turning a Mm tankard. You know, so it's like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I think if we invest, if I invest my energy Mm -hmm. in individuals getting agency over their own lives and creating the lives that they want, Mm -hmm. then we're going to have, I'm more likely to increase the number of Women mm-hmm. in senior positions mm-hmm. that way, mm-hmm. than I am change, moving a tankard. I mean, Absolutely. whereas before I used to think go big, yeah, no, work at organisations, and then we can no 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 no. No, Let, let's go ground up. That's let's right. let's take it from another space, right. and that That's we have right. agency in spite of the environments that we and live we and in. And we need to
1: support each other, right? More than we do today.
0: Yes. Like a collective,
1: like... Strength in numbers. Right. Shared experiences. Sharing so that if you've not had this experience, you're at least prepared for it. Right. You'll at least know what to do when you do find yourself at a crossroads, similarly situated to someone else who just experienced it. Why not share more? We need to be more vulnerable with each other. I find that we need to share more of our truth.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We need to find our comfort in being uncomfortable. Right. We have to bring it back to basics. And, you know, I have days where I have to ask myself, both from a loving perspective and sometimes from a very frustrating and disappointing perspective, am I my sister's keeper?
0: Mm.
1: Because I... I. Yeah. I have a a group of girlfriends. Um, We've been friends probably for 30 some odd years. We all grew up together in an organization. I'm the baby of the bunch. And I learned at a very young age, I think maybe I was 13, when we had our first lemon squeeze. And my cousin, who I didn't know was my cousin at the time, Mm -hmm. who was just a friend Mm -hmm. and found out we were family, is who introduced the idea to the crew around we need to have a lemon squeeze. And it was my first introduction to honest, hurtful, direct feedback amongst a set of girlfriends where we, in essence, had a pad and you were able to write down the things that you enjoy about that person in the relationship, Mm -hmm. but the things that you want them to work on. Or if you've had a moment, you had a little tete-a-tete, you had a a, a thing, Mm -hmm. you have to talk about it. And whether you talked about it in front of the group of six or you talked about it privately amongst the two or three, we had to commit to each other that we would do that before going outside the crew, before going outside to talk to other people about whatever it is that we were experiencing with each other.
0: Beautiful rule.
1: At 13? That's 12, amazing. 13, that's amazing. A lemon squeeze with my girlfriends about what about you? You need to improve, or what about you is not going to work for me as your wow. friend? Wow! So to be dubbed feedback queen, you know, thirty some odd years later in a corporate setting, that started at home.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that term lemon squeeze.
1: It's a problem. I don't know where
0: lemon squeeze Why lemon squeeze? I'm Bitter. sorry. Oh, hello. Okay. The bitterness
1: of it okay. Be, but you can make lemonade from lemons, right? Yeah. But you don't need to deal with the bitterness you need to of squeeze. It before we get to drink it. There's no juice. Yeah. There's no sugar here. No. It's just lemon. <laughs> and let's be okay with being lemons. Right. Until we can work through our shit.
0: Right. Right.
1: That's been our commitment to each other. And that sounds like is. a chapter
0: in the book. Um,
1: Okay,
0: now we're calling it forth. Nikki and Shirley's writing a book, apparently.
1: We're calling it forth. Right. Okay. Okay.
0: Lemon squeeze. That's Lemon amazing. Squeeze. I know that we, we're we at time. <laughs> but there's one thing that I do want to ask you. Please. Because it's one of my key questions. Absolutely. And um, this has been phenomenal. Um, is is a, I, I'm, I ask all my guests now if they can think of... Or what has been the most courageous moment that they've had in their life? Mm. And um, mm. and that question has emerged out of my experience with my mom, you know, so it's so.
1: Well, if you don't stop, because... I don't even need to think about the answer. Being one of the only, one of a few, I should say. Black women SVPs in this company, being promoted twice within the SVP realm inheriting more responsibilities while being pregnant, while managing yours was six weeks, really four, mine was literally six months from the date to the date of learning that my mom had cancer, but not that she was going to die. Courageous is coming to work every day and putting on that mask and delivering and compartmentalizing things that are hurtful, that could get in the way, Mm -hmm. but because you have vision and you are spiritually based, Mm -hmm. so you have a strong foundation, so you don't let those things rock you, Mm -hmm. okay, check. Courageous is coming into work knowing that you wanna be with your mom, but you have a responsibility here because you have your own family, so how do you manage the sandwich of the growing belly, the husband at home, the ailing parents, because my parents were both diagnosed with lung cancer within a week of each other in oh January, right? I find out I'm pregnant that February. The promotion happens before, thank God, my mom closes her eyes. But talk about courageous. So I still have to come to work and show up. Ha ha. Mm. I can't fully mourn or fall into the only state of depression that I so feel like I owe myself yeah. because I've got a little person growing inside of me who's feeding off of my energy literally yes yeah. literally I can't afford to have a meltdown and kick and scream my mother wouldn't be happy with that but then I have a plan I have to plan a funeral oh while I'm pregnant so the I just I just you know where I'm going with this. Courageous, courageous, courageous moments. For me, I look back and I really don't even know how I was able to keep mm. it together. I I look back and I think, "Wow, knowing my dad was dying, my mom has already died, and I'm pregnant sandwiched in between these deaths." Okay. Never mind that my favorite favorite uncle in the whole wide world, my mother's brother, died. At the end of the summer, so my mom closes her eyes in June, then my uncle, who lives in the house with us, right? This is my uncle. We we, we do the Mm multi-generations in the house. We're Caribbean, right? (laughs) My uncle dies. Remember, I said I went to nine funerals in 2013. So 2013 was my courageous year. Helter Skelter here at work, changes happening Politics are always at play. You need to be present. You need to be here. I'm one of a few. That magnifying glass stays out, I know. I'm okay with it. Because what that meant for me was I needed to rise to the occasion. I needed to lean back and know that my mom was now on this long list of ancestors that I'd already been leaning back on. Now she was added to the crew. Yeah. So, courageous, 2013. That was a courageous year. Yeah. You're going to have me in here balling. No. It was a lot. Yeah. So, it's in those moments you look back and you think, I just put one foot in front of the other. And because I do think, much to others dismay, (laughs) because I can compartmentalize things, I think the perception is, you know, stealth. And that can work in your favor, (laughs) and it can work against you. You have to choose who you can be vulnerable with, who you can take your mask off with,
0: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful and wonderful and real and thank you. And I, and just one more thing for the, just so I could have it on record because we, our conversations just went so deep, so fast. What we didn't do was you just saying what you do.
1: (laughs) So I am happy to say, I am the SVP of talent management for HBO, which is now part of Warner Media Group, which is now part of (laughs) (laughs) AT&T. What does that mean, right? Okay, talent management breaks down basically into, I oversee talent acquisition and some communities recruiting. Um, I also am responsible for organizational effectiveness. Mm -hmm. We call it O.E. here at HBO. Uh, Most organizations refer to it as O.D. Uh, Of course, we have to do it differently here. Uh, And all of what comes with that. Right. Yeah. Nikki, this has been phenomenal. (laughs) No, it's your energy. I'm telling you, you give good energy, you're going to always get good energy. And you walked in, I I remember watching you walk in and thinking, It's not often you can be in a corporate setting and a room, a room full of black women, which is why today, okay, I'm not gonna do this Mm -hmm. again. Where we started in our conversation about our moms, Mm -hmm. the fact that we'll be moving into a room with multiple generations. Some will be mom and daughter combinations. Mm -hmm. That still hurts me to see, but I still love it because it's us. Yeah. So I'm going to recharge today in ways that I felt like I recharged at that breakfast. Yeah. To walk into a room of us and to talk about us (laughs) under the umbrella of the Apollo. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get any better than that. It
0: really doesn't.
1: (laughs) It doesn't get any better than that. It really doesn't. And I don't get to see that every day. I don't. So I relish. I, I absolutely embrace it like a blanket. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to carry. That Those are the moments that I'll reflect on when having like a what the hell moment. <laughs> this is what will give me life and this is what I will use. Even this right here. This is so therapy right here in so many ways it's therapy to say things out loud you can think them yeah when you when you say it out loud it becomes even more real right thank you thank you thank you for this opportunity thank you for the blessing of you to think that we literally went from like zero to 90 we totally
0: did we totally did i was like okay (laughs) thank you we totally thank you Thank you, oh, thank boy. you, thank you.
1: And this is, right, all about She's Got Drive. Yeah. And all of what happens on that drive.
0: Well, that's all of it. That's all of our conversations. If you listened to last week's episode, you heard the first part, and then here's the second part. You know, and I suppose, you know, the second part really focused more around, you know, Nikki's work and our, kind of the work experience and how our work, you know, overlaps with our our life and how it interchanges and how it impacts you know, her courageous moment is so powerful and um, so meaningful to me too. Um, but let's not forget where we started as we shared our joint journeys together with our, our losses of our parents and how that impacts us in such, you know, deep and um, profound ways. So we are whole people we are whole people and uh, so we may be women with drive but what lies behind our drive you know i always like to hear from you so please get in contact with me on either my instagram account that's shirley mccalpine you can find me on facebook um she's got drive page and you can also contact me on my website shirley mccalpine forward slash contact me If you are getting a lot from the shows, then please head over to iTunes and rate and review the show. You know, I can't grow the show without you. You know, your contribution to rating and reviewing the show is so helpful um, to me and to uh, growing the show and expanding the show. So thank you for everyone who's done that. And please, I invite you to do that. And also share the show with your sister friends and um, people that you know would benefit from the show i appreciate you listening thank you so much until next time go well and stay well